Hello and welcome back to Lutheran Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Roy Askins, Managing Editor of the Lutheran Witness, here with an article from the Lutheran Witness website today. Before we dig into the article, I want to thank our podcast partners, KFUO, Christ for You, anytime, anywhere, kfuo.org, check them out on their website. In the meantime, let's get back to our, or get to our article. This is from Lutheran Witness Online, written by David Peterson, titled, Being Merciful to the Toxic. Christ calls us to love our enemies, to act with mercy. We should not, as a knee-jerk reaction, insist on our rights. We yield to the weak in faith and attempt to win a brother. There is a sense, however, in which that mercy has limits. Jesus does not command that we suffer abuse and injustice passively. He does not teach that our forgiveness means that we completely forget what has been done to us, nor does it eliminate boundaries. Stewards guard their resources to fulfill their vocations. Boundaries with the Toxic There are times when Christians need to set extreme boundaries for their relationships, and there can even be times to separate from others. Jesus instructs us to separate from those who refuse to hear godly rebuke from the church and amend their ways, Matthew 18. They aren't to be indulged forever. Jesus commands us to leave those who won't hear his word, Matthew 10. To be shrewd as serpents in the world, Matthew 10 again. And even not to love father and mother above him, Matthew 10. In a similar way, St. Paul warns Timothy that some wicked people might claim to be learning, but if they never come to any actual knowledge and continue in their wickedness, they are liars who resist the truth. Timothy has to have nothing to do with them. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Those are extreme situations, and we pray that they are rare. We do not jump to extreme reactions or label people as toxic too quickly. At the same time, we should not pretend as though these things never happen. The world is wicked. We must be careful of the company we keep. Solomon teaches us that whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Proverbs 13. St. Paul also scolds the Corinthians for letting themselves continually be abused by false teachers and sectarians. He writes, For you gladly bear with fools, being wise yourselves. For you bear it if someone makes slaves of you or devours you or takes advantage of you or puts on airs or strikes you in the face. To my shame, I must say, we were too weak for that. 2 Corinthians 11. All this is context for Jesus' command that we turn the other cheek, Matthew chapter 5. That statement is a figure of speech called a hyperbole. Hyperbole is an exaggerated statement used to make a point in a dramatic way. If we don't recognize this, we might find ourselves cutting off body parts, Matthew chapter 5, or not calling our biological father's dad, Matthew 23, or when it comes to dealing with chronic abusers, thinking that Jesus demands we let them walk all over us. It is, of course, possible that we will be handed over to the magistrates and others who will abuse and kill us because of the name of Christ. But that is not what Jesus is talking about with his command to turn the other cheek. In Matthew 5, Jesus is talking primarily to his children. He is telling them how they are to get along with one another. Our fallen nature's desire for vengeance must be curbed by mercy. We should not jump to our rights or seek vengeance. We should seek to reconcile and to win over our enemies with gentleness. In this, Jesus' teaching is not much different than the godly admonition of parents to their children not to tattle. If my sister bumps into me in the hall on the way to the bathroom and bruises my shoulder, my passions might immediately rise up and demand vengeance. But if I hold them in check and attempt to put on the best construction on her actions, I might discover that it was an accident. Even if she acted with malice, by refusing to retaliate and turning the other cheek, the situation might be diffused. My kind words will lead her to repentance escaping violence. At the same time, if my gentleness is met with violence, I should seek to escape it. I should not strike back as a private citizen, but I should take action to protect myself and report it to the proper authorities. Such reporting is not tattling, nor is it driven by desire for vengeance. Rather, it is driven by a desire for safety. 
If my sister does this to me, she is likely to do it to others, and I should not enable it. St. Paul teaches us that this is one of the chief purposes of earthly authorities. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you'll receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Romans 13. As Luther teaches in the large catechism, if you do not fear God, fear at least the hangman. If true repentance will not come and earthly authorities are no help, then, in love, set boundaries and limits for the interactions with abusers. You should not do this simply for the sake of your own health, that you might carry out your vocation and serve your neighbor, but also for the good of the abuser. Doing so not only limits his ability to abuse, which is good for him, but can also teach him about healthy interaction and self-control. The Bible doesn't give advice on how to set boundaries, but the concept fits with a biblical worldview that recognizes how truly evil the world is, with biblical ethics, and with a Lutheran understanding of vocation. While this is not from a Lutheran perspective, I have found the article, How Setting Boundaries Can Save Your Relationship, from Tacoma Christian Counseling, to be helpful in thinking about and setting up boundaries with friends and family while staying true to God's call to mercy. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to this article by David, the Reverend David Peterson on the Lutheran Witness website. You can find it at witness.lsms.org. The article he mentions at the end of the podcast or the end of the article includes the link to that article, How Setting Boundaries Can Save Your Relationships. Uh, the, our article that we have there, his article, I should say, that's published has a link to that one. So make sure you go to our website to check that out, witness.lsms.org. And once again, thank you for listening and learning how to interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective.